Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, I'm very excited to have Mike Kessel, the CEO of Cleveland Clinic Canada and one of our educational partners at PO Leadership. Mike's a native of Chicago, and he relocated to Canada in 2009 to take the position. Mike, it's great to have you with us here today. Thanks, Leanne. I really appreciate uh, the invitation. So let's start. Are you 11 years in? Are you enjoying Canada yet? Yeah. Chicago's a great city, but... (laughs) Yeah, I I have to tell you, there's there's sports here, which I love uh, as a Chicago guy. Um, There's restaurants here. Um, which I love. Now, there's no deep dish pizza, so we're going to have to fix that, believe it or not. And um, the, the, the fabric of the country, the social fabric, the ethical fabric, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really, really nice. And um, I'll tell you, even from a safety perspective, it's, it's nice as well. I feel really safe here in Canada and Ontario. Oh, that's awesome. So you're not moving back to Chicago. No, no, no. Unless they drag and kick and, and scrape me out or the Canadian government comes after me and, and, and throws me out of the country. Oh. Well, let's talk COVID. I mean, what else can we talk about? It's, it's a <laughs> Cleveland Clinic. So that's right. There's so much stuff going on. We're five months into it today. The stories keep changing. The science mm-hmm. keeps moving a little bit here and there because there are lots of uncertainty. Yeah. First question. With all the chatter out there, are we listening to President Trump or am I still listening to Fauci or am I now going to listen to Mike Kessel? Who am I supposed to listen to? <laughs> well, don't listen to me, Leon. Don't listen to me. But, but in all seriousness, it's, it's a great it's actually a great question for your listeners, because I'll throw a, a stat out there that our, our, our former CEO threw out there um, globally. Uh, there are there are uh, basically eight hundred thousand medical articles published each year in 5,600 medical journals. That's pre-COVID. Medical knowledge used to double every 20 to 30 years. Now it's doubling every 73 days. So it's fast moving and there's a lot of it. So it's really important for all your listeners to realize that, you know, the days of having one doctor, one scientist, one researcher know everything, those days are over. You need to you need to believe in a system, a healthcare system, right? A domestic system, a global system. And I like to rely on, of course, academic uh, medical centers, teaching hospitals. So here in Ontario, there's a number of them, like the Sunnybrooks, the Mount Sinai's, the St. Mike's, the UHNs. And then there are the global ones like us, the Cleveland Clinics of the world, where we're basing all of our, our decisions on evidence. And typically, it's long-term data that goes to support the decisions that we're making. So we obviously don't do harm to patients, and we're able to provide reliable, evidence-infused information uh, to people. So I would, for your listeners out there, I would go to uh, websites, if you will, publications 
from these teaching hospitals. And, you know, as my shameless plug here, feel, go, feel free to go to Cleveland Clinic, our website. You could Google it and um, you could check out um, the COVID information that we have as well. So on that page, when they, when they do that, so you guys are just constantly updating it. You've got the experts talking around it uh, in terms of the spreading of the virus, whether there's any treatments, how we're doing the vaccines, all that type of stuff you guys are covering. Absolutely. We have, uh, we have 70,000 people in our organization that are, we're in 15 countries, 160 cities, um, close to 5,000 physicians. And um, this team is constantly updating the information. We also have a research institute called the Learner Research Institute. Not many people know that the Cleveland Clinic is a foundation or a nonprofit foundation. So any, any surplus generated goes into patient care research and education. So that research institute serves a big function. And um, they're also contributing to the knowledge that is on our website. No, that's great. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think, you know, we talk about, all of us have been, our eyes and ears have been glued to the U.S. situation, right? The mm-hmm. CNN, CNBCs. Um, we watched the Ontario report. How, how have we done as a country? I, do you think we've taken the right path? Because where we sit today, obviously, look, we're dropping in numbers, which is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, I always worry that if there is a resurgence, mm-hmm. such a small percentage would have been infected. We're going to get hit hard on the second wave. Yeah. But I, I'm curious to, for your perspective in terms of Ontario, yeah. across the country, how we've done. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I, I can tell you this. Um, if you just look at the stats and the data alone, um, you have 36 million people in Canada. Okay? Uh, yesterday, countrywide, there were just over 400 cases, um, uh, positive COVID cases um, in the country. So, um, and, and there were probably close to now 4 million tests done. So you actually have le- almost less than a 1% um, positive COVID rate, um, w- which, is, which is absolutely outstanding. And you see the trends in all the 10 provinces and three territories. Generally speaking, generally speaking, they're headed in the right way. And I have to tell you, I think the country itself has done a very good job. And they have kind of watched what's gone on around the world and had tried to stay three, four, five weeks ahead of it. So you see kind of a medical legend, Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, on TV, on CNN, and other, on other shows um, and briefings, if you will, or he used to, um, playing a really critical role in espousing behavior. Do the right thing. Mask up. Distance isolate. And these are things that, you know, we control. And he's a, he's a, this guy is an amazing, amazing medical mind, great researcher, great scientist, great physician. And I could tell you, um, Canada and the leaders here, um, whether they be uh, political leaders or uh, CEOs, et cetera, um, have listened to the science. And even with the phase reentry plan, um, in, in Ontario here just this week, um, they're announcing phase three. So they've all done a good job of listening to the experts. And even at times, they've actually, the, the, the incumbent leader and party and the, the opponent, if you will, the minority, um, have complimented each other. And that's, that's a rare thing on how 
the other has handled uh, COVID, which I which I'm, I was very impressed with. So I think the country has actually done a really nice job. I say it's 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 true. I mean, when you listen to Ford and Christian yeah. Friedman and complementing opposite parties, very different beliefs on certain things. Yeah, I mean, it makes you proud to be well. In our case, Canadian. Yeah. Um, in terms of what we're doing. Yeah. What about the, the the question over the last five months? I know I thought about this as well. Avoid <laughs> hospitals, avoid clinic uh, at all costs. I mean, you don't feel great. You're worried about phoning, going to the doctor. Yeah. Any advice on going forward? Like now that the numbers are down, maybe we should all be rushing to the clinics right now before <laughs> September, October happens. I- yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And look, you, you're, you're also talking to an individual, as you probably realize, that is a huge believer in prevention as well. Yeah. So as we all know, 75% of your health is related to your lifestyle and 25% is genetics. And when you hit age 60, 60, uh, 60 and up, 65 actually, over 90% is lifestyle and 10% is genetics. So um, making sure you're getting the proper screenings, mammograms, prostate checks, um, uh, time with your physician, your your family medicine physician, your GP, blood work. These are really important things, right, for, for people to actually do. So realize you're talking to a, a guy that really believes in, in prevention. So I, I would say um, one thing I would say is the following. There was a um, there was a great article written um, by two great CEOs. One of them, of course, is our global CEO for Cleveland Clinic. He wrote an op-ed piece with the global CEO of Mayo Clinic. So Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinic CEOs wrote a great piece in the, uh, in the New York Times. And it was written, just for your listeners, on June 9th of this year, 20, 2020. And so I'm just going to mention a couple things from this article, but I highly encourage your listeners to go and grab that article. And it was specifically about this question of, can I go to the hospital? Is it safe? And what should I do? And remember, written on June 9th. So at that time, more than 100,000 Americans had passed away, have died from COVID-19. So beyond those deaths, okay, there are other casualties of the pandemic is what this article points out and what these CEOs pointed out. People seriously ill with other ailments who avoided care because they were afraid and fearing contact, contracting the virus at the hospital and, the, or, and or the clinics. So the toll from these deaths, they said, may be close to the 100,000 deaths toll from COVID-19. And this is a great stat. They pointed out that there has been a sizable decrease in new cancer diagnoses, 45% decrease, and reported heart attacks, also a decrease, 38%, and strokes, a decrease of 30%. So to prevent further harm, people with serious complex and acute illnesses should return to, to care for the doctor. And I think at the end of the day, we all know it's now basically 30, 45, 45 days later from when that article was written. This, no one thinks this is going away soon. So my thinking and our, and our systems, quite frankly, thinking is, you know, it is time. It's time to go back and get the care that we need so it doesn't do more harm. So walking into your, like I, I actually was recently at Women's Hospital 
and you're yeah. walking in, you quickly realize the precautions that they're taking. Yeah. Now they've really separated. And in that case, I don't think there were any COVID cases there too. But I'm walking into your building. It's yeah. Like it, right? Yeah. And my first thing I got to do is I got to get in that elevator. Yeah. Get up to your clinic. Yep. I mean, what precautions are you guys doing to allow yeah. facilitate this to happen? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the right question, by the way. So many, many protocols have been put in place. So we're calling our patients ahead of time. So we have a nurse making calls, asking, have you traveled outside the country? Have you been any been near anyone that has tested positive? And walking through a bunch of questions to see how they're feeling, if there's been exposure in any way is one really important thing. So for our patients, right? Big, big deal. When they come up and they come into our facility, they're restricting space in the in the elevator. So max and max three, four people in the elevators at one time. And all of this is being cleaned regularly, which is really important. They come up into our floor, okay? We'll temperature check them. We'll ask them the questions again, right? We'll distance. We'll have basically drawings all over the place telling people they have to wear a mask. We won't let anyone into our clinic without a mask. We have hand sanitizer all over the place. We're distancing all over the place. There's unilateral flow around our clinic. Anyone, any, anything that pings any of our providers or any of our front desk people, okay, then we immediately chat with them. And if we believe it's a concern, we'll ask them kindly to basically leave and reschedule them. We've, all, we've also put plexiglass up all over the place as well. And our medical director, Dr. Khalil Sibji here, has worked diligently with public health officials here in Ontario and Canada and our global experts throughout the Cleveland Clinic to ensure we're implementing all up-to-date practices. Because as you mentioned earlier, Leanne, when it comes to updated information, this is changing all the time, right? So the list of symptoms has changed over time, right? From just a, a sore throat or, or cough to many other things, right? As we all learn about this virus. No, I, thanks, Mike. That's good. Yeah. Um, I know we're limited on time here. There's so much I can ask you. I, I, <laughs> going back to the, the fall, right? And we know, well, I'll get your perspective. I'm not going to give them my perspective, but curious on that perspective. And then also, you and I talked about the vaccine for the flu. Yeah. And Talk quickly about that because I think it's important that people think about it. Yeah, what potentially could come. Yeah, I think it's great. And look, um, as I mentioned before, following um, healthcare system, academic healthcare system guidance is always really important. Following your local public health rules and guidance is is really important. So if everyone is preaching, hey, you need to get the flu vaccine, it's important to get the flu vaccine. Right. So I think that's 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 kind of a necessary thing um, as well. Right. It's very, very important to avoid the flu. And I think what's the challenge that's going to come in the fall is going to be um, the second wave potentially. And one of the things that we're seeing in the U.S. right now um, and in other countries is some of the younger folks. Right, that are basically um, contracting this virus. And there is a there is a feeling there's a belief you know, when you're younger, you're invincible. And maybe this virus doesn't affect young, young people. But I can tell you, um, even you, you look at Florida, right? And the average age and the people that right now that are contracting this virus, they're younger. 
they're in their 20s. They're in their 30s. They're very, they're young people. And so there may be that feeling, if you will, of invincibility, but this can affect everybody. It, it does not discriminate based on age. So I think as we here in Ontario and Canada start to re-enter, right, uh, from a commercial perspective and businesses start to re-enter the market and the mayors and the government, if you will, starts to re-enter and, and open up restaurants, open up bars, open up schools, et cetera. I think, I think all of our folks, young people included, have to make sure that they're distancing, have to make sure that they're masking up, make sure that they're sanitizing. Otherwise, there is a fear, of course, that that second wave could potentially be driven for our population. And we're hoping that you know, the young people are listening. And I'm an optimist. <laughs> I'm a cautious optimist working within a global teaching hospital. Um, so I, I am hopeful that uh, consumer education and that the message gets out and people see what, what's going on and everyone listens, masks up, distances, and isolates. And vaccinates. <laughs> great. Well, Mike, I want to thank you. Actually, before I thank you, the last question, we got to ha- end on a happy note, all this COVID. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're in the middle of the summer right now. You know, you got the COVID-19. What are you and the family doing to stay healthy and have fun? You got a month left <laughs> of the summer. Yeah, that's good. So, look, I'm, I'm um, for myself uh, and my family, the same thing. Like, we are, um, I'm exercising, so I know you're a cyclist, uh, Leon. So I'm doing the Peloton. I'm meditating a little bit. I'm doing some yoga. I'm walking the dog in the forest preserves. Um, I'm doing... I and my family are doing all the stuff um, that we're being advised to do and staying safe. But I have to tell you, um, I've got three little kids, 16, 13, and, and 10. Um, these travel restrictions, I, I, you know, uh, for, for a short period in, my, in all of our lives, it is bringing us back to the good old days when, you know, spend a lot of time with your family. And to be honest, um, that's probably been the most fun, like to, to be home for dinners and to be home with my family and my wife and, and creating memories that we'll, we'll remember for a long time. Oh, I agree. I will yeah. all remember these times. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. No, that's great. Mike, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing those insights. I know of the members really appreciate it and those even just dropping in and listening to the snippet will we'll get tremendous value yeah. out of it. Uh, for those listening, if you're interested in learning more about PO Leadership, definitely come out and visit our website at po-leadership.com. You'll find there a number of live webcasts that we've done called The Way Forward and various other snippets that we've gone out and interviewed various different CEOs and presidents and, and tried to pull insights for them as well. You'll hear from such guests as Professor Janice Stein, who's one of the founders of the Monk Institute, a professor at UT, Harvard's Rosabeth Cantor. Last week, we had Thane Stenner over at JP Morgan talk a little bit about the economy versus the dislocation with where the market is today. And recently, JP Palu Fry, who talked a little bit about, you know, pressure, performing under pressure and, and the mental elements of, of pushing through this, through the virus. Once again, if you'd like to learn more about us, po-leadership.com. Thank you all for joining us. And that concludes our session for today. <laughs>